you join me in prayer? Holy One, gracious God, you give us strength day by day. Your word guides us and leads us into our tomorrows. We give you thanks for all the ways in which you call to us from the sea, from the desert, even in our homes. We invite your presence here that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts may truly be yours. In Christ's name, amen. So we continue our journey in Pentecost. And as we continue this journey, we come to this moment where the crowd is gathered outside the house where the Spirit has come with the rush of wind and the flames sitting upon those who are gathered there. And the crowd is amazed to be able to hear and understand in their own languages, but they are so astonished by the event that some of them say, oh, they're just drunk. I don't know about you, but I have on occasion thought that in some peculiar conditions. And Peter rises to preach the first sermon of the new Christian church. And he begins with his denial that they are drunk, his assertion that, in fact, those who are gathered there and given this amazing power have indeed begun to fulfill an ancient prophecy. Now, you know what's really interesting to me about this is that here we are on the first day of the birth of the Christian church, and Peter could have started anywhere. But he begins by quoting from the prophet Joel. I believe that this is more than just a coincidence. I believe that this is Peter shaping the church of the future and being crystal clear with all those who are gathered that what is occurring in the formation of the Christian church is aligned with the great tradition of the prophets of Israel. Indeed, Israel, um, Judaism, and Islam consider Jesus a prophet. And while for us he is Savior, Still, he is also a prophet to us as well, one who speaks words which we need to hear. Not always welcome words, but words we need to hear. The prophets of old, like Isaiah, whom we heard read this morning, and Joel, whom we heard read, but also Jeremiah and Amos and Micah and Habakkuk and Hosea and on and on and on. When you take the whole proportion of the biblical text, the prophets 
our major part of the Bible as we know it. For me, if one were to stick just with the Torah, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, I'd get tired of following all those rules. And most of those rules have been set aside by the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit. For we live beyond the law. For me, when I was growing up, the prophet Amos really caught my attention. Amos at one point says, I despise your feasts, your holy feasts. And as a kid growing up, I got awful tired of the way in which the church was so much about ritual when I thought it should be more about relationships. So I responded to Amos. I now see that many of his words were really hard to hear. But that's the story of prophets. Prophets are, by virtue of their nature, difficult to hear. They always say things we don't want to hear. That's their point. It's their whole purpose in being. Take the story from Isaiah, the words from Isaiah. That passage from Isaiah 11 is often read, almost always read, um, during Advent and in the Christmas season because it is taken to point to Jesus. And it probably does. But what if we look at it in its time and we see that Isaiah is telling us and telling, speaking to the kingdoms of the day, speaking to the Israelites and all of the kingdoms, and saying to them, the time is coming when God is doing a new thing. The time is coming when the way you've been doing it forever is not going to be the way anymore. And we have a vision of a time when indeed the world will be transformed. We have a vision of a time when the lion will lie down with the lamb. You see, Isaiah is saying everything's going to be turned upside down. And what we have known as ancient enmities will not be anymore. And then goes on and he comes to that one line that you and I know so well the line about, a little child shall lead them. We love that as a Christmas text. But think what it must have been heard like in Isaiah's day. It was an overturning of everything we knew about leadership and ruling. It was a little child will lead It will not be some elder with wizened features and a wise head, but instead a little child. That must have been quite the moment. Now the prophets 
are a gift to us. Even today's prophets, whose words we do not want to hear. Because the prophets speak of a different time. A time when justice will prevail, when mercy will be valued. Words like the words of Micah in chapter 6, verse 8, that we are called to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God in a world in which justice and mercy are absent so much of the time. These are words for our day. So this vision that all of the prophets have laid before us, often in language we have trouble with, and especially if we listen to today's prophets in the midst of today's world, we have a really hard time because they're saying things we really don't want to hear. And yet I believe that the gift of Pentecost is the gift of that inclusive vision that Peter quotes from Joel. Your young men shall see visions and your young women shall dream dreams, your old men and your even the slaves, male and female. And I want to note that Joel and Peter's quotation of Joel in multiple places includes women and men. And that was revolutionary in its day. Absolutely revolutionary in its day. So who knows what is revolutionary in what the prophets of today are saying. How will we hear them? How will we open our ears? How will we open our hearts? and our minds, our spirits, and our very souls to know that in the prophetic word that comes to us in the spirit of Pentecost is a word that God wants us to hear, often a word of justice, a demand for peace, a hope for reconciliation, a desire that we will order ourselves differently, so that we can truly be God's people, open to being led even by a child, being led by naivete, being led by gentleness. Imagine that world that Isaiah and Joel and the prophets lay out. I love their positive visions, but I know, I know that I need to hear their hard words too. And truth be told, so do we all. So may we indeed be a Pentecost people who open our hearts and minds and spirits with generosity to receive the words of the prophets of old and the prophets of today. Amen.